Welcome to episode two of the Rising Grind podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Alex. And this is part two of getting to know you. Mm-hmm. This podcast is brought to you by Rise Fitness. Uh, we are a West Midlands based personal training service. We also offer online programming. You can find out more information at www.risefit.co.uk. That went, we are four, 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 four. That went way better than the first one. <laughs> no, it did. It did. You're so. welcome. It's been it's been a long week, Alex. Very long. <sighs> I'm exhausted. I'm overwhelmed. Um, we're still sipping our Four Sigmatic Lion's Mane Mushroom Elixir Mix. That I actually quite oh, like. You're still sipping. I finished mine, so... I uh, threw a bit of strop with mine. Someone doesn't care about their uh, their mushrooms. I care about my mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Just not, not this weird Elixir Mix. So we're going to keep going with a little Q&A. So yep. the lovely people can find out more about us. Mm-hmm. And we're going to kick things off with a positive question. Alex, what's your favourite attribute about yourself? <laughs> Such a weird question, isn't it? Uh, like, it's funny how we could probably pinpoint all the things that we dislike about each other. Mm-hmm. Someone asks us to find something positive to, to say about ourselves. And all of a sudden we almost go a bit shy in terms of answering it, or at least yeah. we do in the UK. Um <sighs> I guess uh, I quite like, if we're talking about physical attributes, I quite like uh, my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've got some tattoos that I quite like, but I guess they're kind of external in that sense. Uh, and then in terms of intrinsically, um, I think I think I'm a good listener. I think I'm a, uh, I think I'm a good communicator on a whole. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I kind of can get along with with most people and find a way to anyway um, yeah I think those would probably be my favourite personal attributes but like I say it's always a bit of a weird one because you sort of feel a bit awkward talking about yourself yeah. outside of a job interview and even in a job interview it's pretty horrendous oh in a job interview it's the worst what What are your favourite thing like, what do you think you do well and you kind of just shrink in and you're like nothing I don't deserve anything <laughs> <laughs> no it's yeah um yeah, right, let's go with that. That's a, a decent starting point. Yeah. Etu? Um, back with the French. Or, um, yeah. I'll I, learn another language for next week. <laughs> each week you just ask, and you in a different language. <laughs> I think my... Physically, uh, my face. I quite like my face, which is really weird. Um, not in the sense of, oh my God, I am so beautiful. More in the sense of, I think all of my features are very friendly. And my mom and I joke that we have cartoon character faces, that we look like cartoon characters, and it's why people always talk to us. Like, we'll be out and just, like, shopping, keeping ourselves to ourselves, and someone will just start talking to us, and I'll have their entire life story in maybe five minutes. Uh, so I would say that for a physical attribute. And... Oddly, and I think it's one of the things that makes us good friends, is that I never shut up, and I can always keep the conversation going. Um, so I think from a energy perspective, I really like how extroverted I am. Yeah? Yeah. I think, well, so this podcast came about because we were talking, we were, I was 
talking about that. There was a horrendous film that came out earlier this year called Hustlers. Uh, you with were wrong Jennifer Lopez in, in so many ways. And it was trash. And it's, we had the conversation discussing the, it. It's almost. Sorry, Sarah, I'm just going to talk over you. Wow. And, um, Mansplain Hustlers to me, it's fine. <laughs> white male privilege, hello. <laughs> Um, so um, we had this great uh, debate and I, I was just like why didn't we record this Yeah. Um, and then I think you were just like well Let's why just, don't we yeah. and I was like okay then and then three months later I finally found some time in my schedule <laughs> in your busy busy schedule to, uh, to record some episodes so, so uh, here we are look forward to episode 6 where Alex and I will debate entirely about the classic 2019 film Hustlers starring Love of My Life Jennifer Lopez. I've forgotten about that film. Wow. Thank God. The Academy won't. They will, because I'll be getting my meal prepped for free for a month. I thought it was two weeks. I th- I remember a month. Oh, okay. Well, I remember Jennifer Lopez having a fantastic performance. <laughs> and I'm going to remember not getting an Oscar for it. Oh. <laughs> so, speaking of you not having enough time on your hands, Alex... <laughs> What's your number one productivity tip or <laughs> hack to segue? In- Insult your co-host and get them to do everything for you. <laughs> oh, God. That's probably a good start. No. Um, okay, so, I, so productivity hack tip. I don't know. You've skipped a question here. Oh, I haven't. Yes, you have. Oh, we'll go back to the next one. Okay. Oh, we'll, okay. Go, we'll loop around. Okay. Right. Time is linear. So um, prioritise and execute. That's what I would suggest. Mm-hmm. Um I think often we experience overwhelm in near enough all aspects of our life. Mm-hmm. Um, so many things going on at one time and actually you have to be able to realise that you cannot do everything and you certainly can't do everything well mm-hmm. all at the same time. Yeah. So I would suggest prioritising and then executing. Um, it sounds simple, it's not, but... If I'm in a PT session, for example, I can't do anything else. So I'm not going to waste energy whilst I'm in that PT session thinking about other things. Um, that that session is the priority at that, that point. For me, I guess it's more when I'm uh, when I do have free time and I'm like, oh my god, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I meant to do next? Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of lists. I'm a mm-hmm. list guy. Um, and I love just putting my thoughts down on a, on a on paper or on my notes on my phone. Um, it allows me to gain some perspective on things and, I don't know, picture things a bit better. Um, so with my schedule, for example, um, I love having... So I, I buy one of those wall planners that your teacher had mm-hmm. for each year and it lives in my bedroom more. Like I can't be dealing with a flip calendar because... I always forget to flip it. <laughs> Whereas the wall calendar is always there and I, it, it allows me to see things on a big scale. And then even on a micro level, I like, I quite like having like a, a breakdown of my day as much as possible. Yeah. I, don't get me wrong, like I'd love more spontaneity in my life, but um, I think for, for now I have to have a lot of structure. I have to plan things in. Uh, really far in advance often mm-hmm. like, I, I joked about it but um, my dad messaged me in, in November I think it was on a Sunday and he was like oh, do you want to come for a curry tonight I said no but I can fit you in on the 15th of December <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, that's my dad you know what I mean um, I'd love to be able to just be like yep got it but to do everything like, I have to I just have to be meticulous with planning yeah. and I, I've never been the most organised of people so 
I think in this year there's been a big year of growth one of the things I've had to really work on is the organisational element so to go back to the original question a productivity tip slash hack for me it's it always comes down to to putting things on paper mm-hmm. I know it's a bit uh, generic in a way but it, it's definitely the thing that works best for me so yeah I mean, I agree. That was mine too. Uh, I walk into work every morning um, or I sit down at my desk every morning and I write down a list of what I need to do that day. And I I kind of block off my day. I I try doing hour blocks of being like, in this hour I do X and in this hour I do Mm. Y. Mm. But in a modern day job, that doesn't work because someone grabs you or you've got to do something. So I set my day effectively into two blocks of immediate and longer term projects. So in the morning, I work on everything that needs to be done that day or that in the next couple days. And then the afternoon, I kind of allow myself after I've eaten, uh, the coffee from the morning is worn off and I can kind of settle into projects Mm. a little bit more. Well, I think as well, a lot of people end up doing things that aren't very, that don't really have a meaningful return on the time that you have to put into mm-hmm. them. So I think it, um you know by by doing like the lists and stuff it's a way of um realizing you know what can I do today that's actually going to move the needle for me. So we, we can take this to anything and we can take this to um you know you work in the gym. Uh, so starting with your compound lifts because they tend to be the most um effective no matter what your goal is. Um or we could take it into a work setting, or um, we could take it into food. Like mm-hmm. I always think starting with breakfast um, in terms of trying to make that as nutritionally dense as possible. Yeah. Sets you up for a great day. Exactly. And then, like, if by the end of the day you've eaten, like, uh, you know, you've eaten less nutritionally dense <laughs> foods for the rest of the day, at least you had one good meal that day. Yeah, that's one of the things I picked up from you, actually. So breakfast um, is always my biggest meal. Mm. Um and it's the one where I pack in my veggies. So mm. I will eat five servings of vegetables in the morning with a good source of protein, um, some fats. And it's the most... Balanced. Yeah, it, it's the mo- I like to joke that if a nutritionist designed my breakfast, it would be perfect. Like, because it's the <laughs> one that's got like a sort of like vitamin powerhouse. I have a variety of different vegetables... Um, I've got good sources, multiple good sources of fat, sources of protein. It fills me up. Mm. It's like a large volume of food because it's veggies and yeah. vegetables are glorious yeah. uh, for that. And yeah, even if later on in the day I want to eat, like if I'm running, uh, like if I'm sort of running out of time um, on a weekend because I prep throughout, I meal prep throughout the week. Um, I can grab a protein bar or something and yeah. not worry as much mm. because I know I've had my morning of Tough. solid eating. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's a... Uh, and, you know, in terms of uh, productivity, <laughs> we're talking about meal prep and stuff, oh, like yeah. reducing the amount of time that you have to spend doing things like cooking mm-hmm. can be really effective for increasing your productivity or just to giving you more um, readily available time to do yeah, exactly. things. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, uh, you know, meal prep is not always the most sexy and glamorous side of, uh, of balancing your lifestyle, and it's not going to work for everyone. But um, I think it, it has a really strong place in 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 for for the majority. Yeah, no, I would agree. The, the times in the day that I don't have to think about what I need to go eat 
because it's I've already made it and it's just in the fridge and mm. all I need to do is heat it up. Mm. Um, are fantastic. Yeah, and you know, I think everyone has those days where they get back and they're like, oh, I can't be bothered to cook. Or imagine if you already had a meal exactly. that was made and you could just bang it in the microwave, go and have a shower, come downstairs and eat your dinner and whoa, it's full of flavour, it's full of health, it's yeah. full of wealth. Exactly, exactly. So... Going from meal prepping, which is... Oh, I've got a segue for this. Oh. <laughs> Go segue, on. Segue away. Um, okay, so the next question is basically, if you were uh, to win the lottery, once you've done all the you know um, self-congratulatory things like paying off world debt and um, ending world poverty and give, buying your parents a house and stuff, yeah. what's the most ridiculous purchase that you'd make? So for, I guess... Um, my segue is this I'm probably a personal chef <laughs> <laughs> and again I'm going to cheat and I'm definitely going to give you two answers but let's start with the personal chef so like I actually really love cooking yeah but, but it's you have the no one time. thing yeah it's the one thing that I just can't create time to do mm-hmm. um, yeah unless I don't want to sleep and the sleep is more vital to me than the, the meal prepping I think in the pecking order so, yeah, a personal chef would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. My second choice would be a plunge pool. Do you know what a plunge pool is? I do know what a plunge pool is. Yeah. And, and I'm rolling my eyes at you for <laughs> suggesting a plunge pool. <laughs> it's it's got to be ridiculous. So a plunge pool, if you don't know, is basically um, a hole in the ground filled with uh, ice-cold water um, that you jump into um, and, you know, could potentially, and this is going to be a great segue for the next bit, Okay. Become a really fundamental part of, let's say, a morning routine. <laughs> um, but you know, cold showers. There's too much choice there. Whereas once you're in the plunge pool, you're in the plunge pool. Yeah. Like, you've done it. Uh, Whereas the, the shower, I can step back out of it. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. Like, I get it from a fundamental perspective. I don't understand why that would be the but. Whoa, we said ridiculous. That's like, true, that's don't true. Wrong, I'd like a Ferrari I'm not, too. I'm, that's, not, that's the, I'm not pool shaming you uh, for your lottery purchase. I think you are. I feel very... Uh, oh, dear. I feel like the shade has been cast. It has. It has. I'm throwing shade at your plunge pool. Um, <laughs> that's like such a horrendous <laughs> sentence. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I would buy a theatre. An operating theatre? Well, A... The, the business side of me is kind of like, it's a ridiculous purchase, but I it would it's a good return on investment. Like a theatre. Yeah, over the long time, I mean, like. You do realise most theatres are, are charities that. Well, like, not struggle me. With, struggle not with me. That. I'm buying Str- a theatre in the US. <laughs> struggle with that, like a hell of a lot of arts funding. I'm buying a theatre in the US. I mean, it's a ridiculous. And I'm purchase charging in the sense that millions you think it's of dollars for money. Doing. No, I like I love. Theatre and arts are one of my favourite things to consume. I have no talent in them whatsoever, and I have tried. Um, so I'm an enthusiastic patron of the theatre arts. So I would buy a theatre. Why don't you just invest in someone else's theatre? Well, I mean, it, it's a similar, like, similar concept. I would put money into owning a good share of a theatre or owning a theatre mm. and then hiring someone to make me money from that theatre. I would suggest if you just made a, a nice donation, then, like, whereas if you bought a theatre, you're just going to lose money. And then I would just force them to put on revivals of shows that I liked constantly. 
only me. I've just got the whole Sheila Buff in the audience clapping. <laughs> just me on my own, just like, <laughs> again! Do you spring awakening again? <laughs> Get away to Larry. <laughs> just there, like, throwing, like, the mini ice creams at the stage actors. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah, I would buy a theatre. This is after all my, um, like, buy two houses, one in the US, one in the UK. Uh, probably one in I'd probably yeah buy a um, something in Ireland as well so that's three yeah so I bought three houses at this point I've but got none my of the, Tesla like, I don't think a house is a ridiculous no. nor is a Tesla like everyone's gonna buy like a car and a house yeah like whereas like no one's gonna buy a plunge pool unless you're Tony Robbins and me <sighs> And you know, let's well, let's just push the boat out and get a sensory deprivation tank as well. I do want to go in one of those. Oh, um, oh, now you're perfect. No, oh, yeah, I want to go in a sensory deprivation tank. I don't want to. I do want an ice cold pool in my garden. Well, you can have both. Right next to each other. You go from one into the other, and just like your yeah, body is, your body has um, no idea what's going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you get you get in the sensory deprivation tank. You chill out for like two hours, and then literally you wake up is into the plunge pool. And this is where Alex has a heart attack at the age of 20. I mean, that's probably just going to come from the caffeine, which we discussed in the last episode. Uh, so, yeah, was, yes. going on from that, speaking of caffeine and your two-hour sensory deprivation into a plunge pool, mm. what is your current morning routine versus your ideal morning routine? Because everyone has this like whole idea of... I'm going to wake up at X a.m., I'm going to mm. work out, I'm going to eat a healthy breakfast, and I'm going to start my day. But no one's is actually really practically like that. So what is your ideal versus your actual? My actual mm-hmm. is set three alarms 15 minutes apart, turn all three of them off, wake up 15 minutes after the last one, panic, <laughs> get in the car, not shower, get to work, um and just survive the first couple of hours. Um, a joke, but, like, that's pretty much a fairly standard <laughs> yeah. operating procedure. I am... Uh, to be honest, I'm really horrendous at waking up at the moment. My morning routine is the, is no routine. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Tim Ferriss told me that routine is the enemy. Oh, did he? <laughs> um, he come over and tell you? He was like... Yeah, I heard it. Um, uh, or was it... Yeah, anyway... Um, no, so I actually don't have a morning routine really. It's it's just a game of survival in the mornings these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of breakfast and what I eat, um, typically it's two apples, Nature Valley granola bar, and an hour of protein yogurt. That's fairly standard. Um, yeah, better in the summer uh, because I can wake up a bit more naturally with the light and walk into work. Um, which is nicer, but in the winter, or this winter, anyway, I have really struggled. Um, so let's talk about ideal. In an ideal world, I would not have to get up for work <laughs> before, like, 8 a.m. Yeah. I, I don't mind getting up at 8. Like, you know, people, the weekend people are like, 8, that's, like, sacrilege. Yeah. At least get up at 10. But like, and I'm like, I'm happy to get up at 8. Like, I've had a decent sleep if I'm yeah. up at 8. Um, <clears throat> get up at 8. Um... I genuinely just like chilling in bed for like 20 minutes, half an hour to start with. Um, I would then transfer downstairs to having a cooked breakfast 
I I love cooked breakfasts mm-hmm. um, in all varieties, not just the traditional English breakfast sense. Um, I would then uh, go and have a nice shower and just start my day from there. It's fairly simple. I'm a, yeah. I'm a man of simple pleasures, and uh, that's all. I, that's what I really want from life is a nice a leisurely nice start breakfast. to the day. And then like, yeah, I think because of the hours that I tend to work. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't mind something that's just fairly basic. And then yeah. go and train, probably. Quite like, quite like training sort of mid to late morning. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's when I perf- my performance is at its best. So I've got I've had some f- food in me, um, but my mental focus is is starting to to pick up. Yeah. And um, this is I like showering is really important in my life. Um, not least of all just to be clean as yeah. a person I actually find it really therapeutic so yeah. um, I've spoken a lot with my mum about this and we, like I think there's almost like a spiritualistic side uh, at least in my perception of showering in the sense that um, you know after a long hard day you're kind of washing away mm-hmm. the sort of maybe negative energy from the day or just energy that's sort of put you in that sort of tired state. Mm-hmm. Uh, but equally starting the day, like I, if I train and I haven't showered before I train, which don't get me wrong, is counterintuitive, I realise, um, I don't feel very fresh when I'm training. I feel yeah. a bit, I feel like a piece of stale bread. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I like to be clean when I'm, when I'm going to train. Um, yeah. And then if, you know, if we're going back to the plunge pool idea, oh God. I guess I'd start my day by taking a little dip. In the plunge pool. In the plunge pool. Um, I mean, it'd be nice to not have to go to work. Yeah, I mean... That happens, really. <laughs> like, no, yeah. I... And it would be nice to just not have a time pressure, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I think that's the one thing I, I... At the moment in my life, I always have to... I'm always going somewhere. Yeah. Even if it's going to bed. <laughs> like, I'm always like having to think about what's next. Yeah. So I think just having... A lack of routine Could in that be. sense would be fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's going to be a fairly disappointing answer for the listeners, and I'm sorry to have spoken about that for about five minutes straight. No, it's Sarah, fine. you're going to add some excitement and flavour to this situation. Well, I have two morning routines. Um, Let's start with the the early. The fun one. Uh, so for those of you who aren't aware, um, <laughs> I which will be most people. Most people, I don't know, like. I may have many fans. Uh, I commute to London three to four times a week. Um, from where we live, that's about an hour and a half on the train. And so, which doesn't sound that bad, but I get into Euston Station and I like to walk from Euston to work. So that adds another 45 minutes. So I get the first train in the morning, which is at 5.30 in the morning. It's about a 25-minute drive to the station. So I have to leave the house around 4.50, 5 a.m. latest. Is it a direct train? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So it's... Yeah. There's no stopping. <laughs> no, it's in, it stops at stations, but it's not a... I don't get off the train and get on another train. Um, uh, so, yeah. Well, fucking hell. So a train that stops at stations? It's, it's incredible. So on those days, I since I started working full-time, have had to be one of those people. I can't do what you do and get up and just run out of the house. I need to have a good, solid, like, hour, hour and a half before I have to leave. Otherwise, I am just not functional. So I wake up 
at around 3.45, which is not fun, but I recently purchased a um, one of these alarm clocks that like simulates sun- sunlight. It's like a warming one, and that's been really helpful. Link, link in the bio. The <laughs> Amazon affiliate link in the bio. Um, so I wake up, I brush my teeth, I wait. Well, no, I weigh in. Then I brush my teeth. I get dressed. I go downstairs. I've already roasted my vegetables for my breakfast the night before. So I literally cook up my eggs, cook up my protein, um, have my veggies, and then I'm eating my veggies with uh, a ton of water. Because on, so I drink like a liter of water before I leave the house in the morning. Because um, it just wakes me up. And I've been trying to become less caffeine dependent. The key word is trying. Uh, and then I'm out of the house, uh, drive to the train station, walk to Houston, start my day. Um, I've taken, particularly as it's been getting colder, to drinking bone broth, either on the train or on my way to the station, just because it really warms me up in a like very comforting, hearty way. And in my mind, I'm probably doing... And expensive. I've, I'm making some this weekend. And I bought bone broth concentrate that you add to water. Like, am I? Is this just gravy? Am I just drinking gravy? Um, <laughs> but it's good. I like it a lot. I add some ginger in. Uh, I like a savory drink in the morning, which is odd because I hate bovril. I really don't like bovril, and you'd think that I would like them because it's a similar concept. It's like stock. You know, in the office. Yeah. When Jim looks to the camera. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm aware. Well, I just looked at the microphone when you said... I don't like Bovril. Yeah, as if I was Jim in the office. <laughs> Bovril just reminds me of, like, football matches. I feel like that's it's a very football match kind of drink. I've never had Bovril at a football match, in honesty. Well, <laughs> maybe I'm just... I've only ever been to two football matches in my yeah, life. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you're why. not really an avid football fan. Uh, I was when I was a child. Liverpool FC for life. I don't understand why. My wife's for Liverpool. Yeah. We don't live in Liverpool. Yeah, but that's nonsense, this whole support your local team. Because I'm like, oh, no, support who you like. Like, So let's take this to... Okay. You you like um, Jennifer Lopez, right? You're not from wherever the hell she's from. She's from the block. Yeah, exactly. Jenny is Jenny from the block. Jenny from the block. <laughs> okay, you're not from the block, so why do you like her? Like, it's why is it only in sport that we're allowed to support people? We're only allowed to support people from our country or teams that are like local to us. I don't get it, and it it annoys me because obviously I hear that all the time, and I'm like, well, I grew up and I liked Liverpool, like Fair as enough. a team. And that's it. Like, why would I support Wolves? Or I mean, actually, no, I can't cuss out an actual local team. <laughs> Okay, if I lived in Brighton, why would I choose to support Brighton? I'm just saying, like, it's a trash team. True. I, I, I would support a team that I'm, like, inspired by, which at the time was Liverpool. I say this, I'm not a football person. Okay, so but you, let's, of, like, no, let's no, take it to no, anything. No, okay, let's, do, um, let's talk about CrossFit. You, you like it. You love Matt Fraser. I do love Matt Fraser. I love Matt Fraser. He's American. I'm aware so he said Frasier, like the TV series. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I love Matt Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> Great show. Um, but like, yeah, what, like... No, that's true. Yeah, you know, like, I also really like some of the British athletes. I yeah. like the Australian athletes. Like, to know, like, it's funny, like, when it comes to national stuff, outside of football and rugby and the Olympics. See, actually, 
contrary to that, in the Olympics this year, well, after they beat us, I was... Uh, I mean, well, up until we played each other... There wasn't an Olympics this year. There was... Oh, fuck. No, the Women's World Cup. That's what I was thinking. Jesus Christ. I'm thinking because I supported them during the Olympics. And then this year, the US women's soccer team. Oh, yes. I, I mean, I'm in love with half of them, but... Well, why? You're not from America. Well, I don't know. I like long-distance relationships. <laughs> That's going to be my default answer next time someone asks you about Liverpool. I That's like long, I'm in a long-distance relationship yeah. with Liverpool FC. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah. So that's my uh, commuting morning routine. Oh, my yeah. days that I work remotely, I wake up uh, around 8am, because uh, those are days that we tra- I train with Alex. So in my mind, what I'm about to say is justified because I'm training and therefore need to carb up. But I have pancakes uh, on right. remote days. They're, they're, they're healthy pancakes, <laughs> but pancakes nonetheless. Um and those are great days because I get I get to lie in I really get to recover some sleep I get to wake up knowing that I'm going to eat one of my favourite breakfasts you've got an interesting anecdote about your weight and when you get to sleep more ah yes um so and I I was actually talking to Alex about this today Woodward yeah shout Uh, out go Alex um because um so I do intermittent fasting and I stop eating around 12.30, 1pm. Um, and so when I sleep longer, obviously my body has more time to burn off the calories. So on days that I sleep in a bit, I always have a drop in weight. Mm. Um, so that's why I like those days. Even though I know it's not always just fat loss and it's not linear and your weight will fluctuate every day, it is still quite nice to see a, mm. to see a drop on the scale. So yeah, on those days I'm a bit more relaxed. Um, and actually, ideal-wise on a morning routine, I think the only thing I would probably... I'd probably combine the two in some aspect. So I do like waking up early. I'm very much a morning person. Not 3.45. Yeah. I think I'd maybe like to wake up probably 5.45, 6. Yeah. Uh, have some breakfast. Uh drink a lot of water and then give it about an hour or so go and train because yeah. uh, I do I do like training about an hour after I've eaten um, ideally uh, Alex's cat is uh, currently being very cute and meowing outside the room that was the R um, <laughs> starting to ask so yeah um, yeah I'd, I'd train I'd come back I'd have a very very warm shower and then I would start my day, and then, and then in the evenings after I'd finished work... This is an evening routine, not a morning routine. I would go and do a long walk. <laughs> so yeah, that's, sort of, that's oh, sort of what the ideal would yeah. be. I'm, I'm going to make a revision to my idea. I've been thinking about it. So, Are you getting rid of the plunge pool? No. <laughs> okay, so okay, then. if we're talking absolute ideal... Yeah. Perfection. Wake up naturally. Oh, yes. Walk downstairs, go into the plunge pool come out of the plunge pool, come into like a nice quiet space, use an app like Headspace and spend 10 minutes just with my thoughts first thing. Mm-hmm. Or do something like, I think it's called five minute pages where you just journal whatever's mm-hmm. in your head. And you, the idea is you write constantly for five minutes. You don't put judgment on what you're writing. You literally just allow yourself to to write. Um, 
being left-handed, I'd probably type. <laughs> and then I would like to go then straight into a basically like a stretch-based routine. You know, if you think about animals, it's the first thing your dog does when it wakes up. It stretches. Mm-hmm. Or your cat, it arches its back, it stretches, it moves, right? So I think like a, a stretch-based routine would be fantastic. And I really am into, when I'm, when I'm warming up in the gym, I would do something like this. Is I would do like a, more of like a movement flow. Yeah. Uh, rather than a static, static holds, and then um, then I would go and have some breakfast. Um, I would try and make it very nutritionally dense. I would probably, uh, I would probably save my caffeine um, for a, closer to when I actually go and train. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I would, um, I guess I would go and have a shower, um, maybe see a friend. Then I go and train. Oh. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Yeah. So then I'm like ticking a lot of boxes, right? I'm I'm having um, some headspace. I'm looking after my body on a nutritional level and a movement based level. Have I'm ticking the social box by going and seeing a friend. Maybe we train together. I don't know. Um, yeah, like I think that would probably be the ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, the one of the nicest things would just be to wake up under my own steam. Yeah. yeah. I'd I'd love to not set alarms. Oh yes, like I I think. It's interesting because now I wake up so early, so few days a week, even on days that I don't set alarms. Like, Sunday is the only day I don't set an alarm. Mm. And I still wake up yeah. latest, maybe 7.30. Yeah. And my body just wakes me up now. Yeah. And I can't sleep past it, which is very irritating for my partner, who will sleep in until <laughs> 11, 12. Yeah. And I'm like, wake up! <laughs> it's very frustrating. Yeah. So, yeah, I think... That's enough about us. But I have a question for you, Alex. After We already talked earlier about one of the reasons why we started this podcast, mm. which is to slowly introduce the Jennifer Lopez fan club to the greater audience. Again, Jim look to the microphone. <laughs> but what were your reasons uh, behind finally being like, let's do this? Well, I have actually loved podcasts since uh pretty much since i was in college so 2010 mm-hmm. so like, i i think i was fairly early on the podcast train i know they've been around since before then but um you know compared to most people like i know people that have only just started listening to podcasts and i'm like yeah you should have been listening to them for 10 years mm-hmm. i hate radio mm-hmm. um mainly for the adverts um and it's actually one of my big bugbears with uh, podcasts mm-hmm. um is, is sort of the introduction of an adverts intro episode. Oh, I agree. I hate it. Um, but uh, yeah, um, so I love, I love podcasts and I've always wanted to do one and I did do one uh, last year with uh, my friend Harry Morris. It was called The At The Bar Podcast. Uh, we were talking as personal trainers about sort of health related and lifestyle related topics. And we did, I think we ended up doing like 15 episodes, something like that. Uh, and I really enjoyed doing it. Um, what I found difficult... The challenge was at the time was finding consistent time where we could record. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we went our separate ways. I then tried to do my own podcast, and I prefer having someone to talk to. Yeah. Um, I like having someone to bounce off and um, you know stimulate the conversation. When you're just talking by yourself, it's mm-hmm. it's very difficult, and it, it's much it has to be much more scripted. And as we yeah. talked about with time demands, don't have the time to put into script. So. Um, 
I've wanted to do a podcast and had intentions to do a podcast for ages. So that's number one. Number two, when we started training together and just the quality of the conversations, I thought, uh, we're, you know, we're talking about like relevant topics, but I felt like I was getting, I was entertained by our conversations, which means that eventually, hopefully someone else will be entertained by our conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, I also, you know, I want to use this podcast as a way of hopefully spreading some knowledge um, and just, uh, yeah, I guess just using it as a, as an excuse to talk to interesting people Mm -hmm. and um, discuss ideas, which I think is really important. Uh, Yeah. uh, Those would be my main reasons. I think. Uh, How about you? I think Sarah <laughs> similarly from the first part I've been a big podcast listener for a long time um, I remember listening to Pottercast back in 2008 which was the f- uh, Harry Potter podcast yeah but f- the books were still coming out like it must have been 2007 then 2007 2008 no no because the last Harry Potter film came out in 2010 the book though oh you're right seven the definitely has yeah I think so anyway um yeah. Like, big podcast fan. I'd always wanted to start one, but I'd never really had, like you said, this, the person to sort of bounce off of. Um, I did attempt a couple of years ago to start my own, which ended up in me rambling for 45 minutes about trying Huel. Um, <laughs> which didn't work out well for me. You had a great name, though. Yeah, Wrong Appetit. Very like Bon Appetit. Like Bon Appetit, but wrong, because it was about a disordered relationship with food. I see what you did there. Um... Uh, it's on SoundCloud if anyone wants to listen. Um, so yeah, that that was the first reason. Um, since so for some background context, Alex and I started training together two years ago. I then moved to London for work, uh, and we went our separate ways. And then I moved back uh, and started commuting this year. And due to the financial sort of ability of moving back in uh, with my parents I had the money to invest in personal training again Um, so we started training again this year and I think advances that we've both made the sort of quality of conversation um, and for me I have like as we talked about earlier I'm not a massive sports fan but I kind of became slightly obsessed with CrossFit not doing CrossFit (laughs) I would like to state that at the moment I'm still sort of learning the movements and will start, I will eventually. That's one of my goals for next year is to start properly doing CrossFit training. Yeah, I mean, you do versions of it. Yeah. I mean, no, actually, fuck that. You do do CrossFit training. Yeah. Okay, I would like to start training at an affiliate as well. That's one of my goals. Yeah? Yes. I want to go to one of Alex's CrossFit classes. So he can, like, <laughs> kill me there. Oh, God. Um, and when you when you discover something that you really like, when you have someone that also really likes it, like, you've, you have been, as I described the other day, the Mr. Miyagi to my karate kid. <laughs> Except instead of wax on, wax off, it's, like... Surely it, I have generic things that I say. It's like, well... Uh, I'm just thinking of like, I'm <laughs> just like, I don't know. You know what I, works really well on a podcast? I don't know. Silent. There you go. Um, so yeah, it, that was one of the big things. Uh, to sort of you to guide me further into this world of fitness mm. and health and 
learning more about my body and a sport that I have no... I have no scope of how large it is. And I know I'm several years behind. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's really ex- exciting, really interesting. And we thought we'd share the journey with a bunch of people. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, so I've been doing CrossFit for three years uh, as of next year. Um, and, you know, I'd still consider myself a beginner in many mm-hmm. ways. Um, I don't say that in a self-deprecating way. I, I, I genuinely mean it. I think, like, I've still got so far to go mm-hmm. in terms of uh, the, the you know the sport the the methodology whatever you want to call it but um, but obviously I've got three years into my belt of understanding the community uh, the sort of the, the regular movements that you find within it the methodology I've done qualifications in it um, so I am a lot further down that process than you are you are where I was three years ago yeah. so I think what's going to hopefully be interesting um, is just that difference in perspective yeah. from someone that been, has been doing it for a few years um, versus someone that's just starting yeah. off. Because I, I remember those days when I was just starting off and it was I was just I fully bought into it. I, you, mm-hmm. know, um, you know, I had Matt Fraser as the background on my phone screen. Uh, um, I was buying all the gear, not really much idea. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, yeah, I don't know, I, I, I got inducted into the cult of CrossFit um by my own admission. Yeah. It it kind of feels like I'm a kid at Christmas. Mm. Like, mm. it's interesting. It's all so exciting. And then, yeah, yeah, I think I'm at a point where I've sort of refined the voices that I listen to within the sport. I've mm-hmm. refined a little bit my own opinion of CrossFit training and methodology. And, um, yeah, we're going to come into that in the next episode. Bit of a teaser. Mm. But, yeah. So, Alex. Yes. Sarah. Thank you for the mushroom elixir mix. Right, let's actually have some decent drink next. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you guys want to join us next week, we'll be going more and delving. If you've got questions for the show, where can they get in touch? Riseandgrindpod at gmail.com. That's rise and grind? Yes. R I S E A N D G R I N D at gmail.com. Yeah, and you can find me online at aparkinson underscore UK um, and at Rise Fitness UK. Uh, we're also on YouTube. You can see the vlog, uh, Road to Rise. The vlog is released in five episode miniseries. We're currently filming season two. First series is up for you to watch, plus a, a bonus episode where I did the last CrossFit Open workout in London. Um, Sarah, where can I find you? You can find me at sarah.deakin, that's D E A K I N, on Instagram where you can see pictures of me flexing my biceps. Um, and yeah, that's where you can find me. Bring back 250 grams of egg whites, that's what I say. I can't. If anyone works for Instagram... Yeah, can you please help me? Because I got hacked on, my, gal out. on my fitness Instagram. Uh, <laughs> Fitstagram. <laughs> on my FitFam UK uh, Instagram. Hashtag gym rat. Oh, God. Um, and I can't get back in, so now all of my personal life is being inducted uh, inducted, indoctrinated with my fitness life and the world. The worlds are coming together. The worlds are colliding, Alex. And I don't mind it, but I think. Uh, War of the worlds. Oh god, it's like it, if you, it's so funny because if you scroll back, you can just see like food. Like it's like, oh look at this duck confit that I made. And it's like no wonder you were twenty stone, <laughs> and now it's like, look at me doing a squat. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you guys next week. We out. Bye.